Hey guys, welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we're going to talk about two ways to overcome fear-induced mistakes in your trading and also give some tips on how you can really work on your trading psychology and become a much more disciplined trader. Now, if you haven't done so already, we have a two-week trial membership over on our platform. www.tier1trading.com is where you can go to sign up. Two-week risk-free trial, get on the platform, take some courses, interact with the community, join us in our live sessions, and see if we're the right fit for you. www.tier1trading.com. See you over there. But yeah, we can we can dig into it here. I've got nothing. I'm on the pound New Zealand trade, and I'm in profit. If I take partial profit, my final target profit is reduced. So again, I think we had this conversation. Did we, did we did we have this conversation a week ago? Yes. So do you, do you remember what I said about that? So here's the thing. Your final target target profit should not be reduced because if you're planning on taking multiple positions, that's already taken into account. So the reason it seems like your target profit is produ- is reduced because my guess is that you don't you didn't plan on taking multiple targets. Now, are we are we talking about taking so taking partial profit is different than trade management. So I would start with this question. Why are you taking partial profit and was the idea to take partial profit at the specific location before you entered the trade? So was was it in your plan to take partial profits before you entered the trade? Meaning that it was predetermined. I'm gonna take a profit here and a profit there. I got like a like a target one and a target two, or a target one, target two, and target three. Was that predetermined, or is it ne- or is it now coming up now that you're in the middle of a trade? Boom, boom, boom. Okay, so that is so you can't do that. So that that is that is breaking your rules. So that is breaking your rules. That is going against your trade plan. If you do so, that is a trading mistake. And that is one of the trading mistakes that we call taking profit too early. So you cannot do that. So that answers that question. Um, If you are going to take partial profits, that needs to be determined before the trade happens. So if you're looking at, um, are you long, short the pound New Zealand? Uh, Give me a time. Give me an idea of of what you're on. You're long. uh, where, Where at? And what time frame? It's hourly or four hour. It, yeah, definitely fear. Yep. Yep. Early profit taking is fear. Moving stops back is fear. Taking stops too early is fear. Um, not taking targets. That's an interesting one. That's greed. <laughs> but yeah, fear. Most of our trading mistakes are going to be based off of fear. Yep. And fear comes from two things. Lack of preparation and or lack of confidence. That is what breeds fears. If you guys were, if you guys are wondering, fear comes from lack of preparation or lack of confidence. You know, I work with students, uh, college students, and I had a girl who was giving. She's about to graduate, and she had to give this big, um, this big um, like uh, ending presentation, right? And she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm in this lecture hall. There's going to be hundreds of people staring at him, staring at me. I, I, you know, I'm going to be nervous up there, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and I was like, well, the one thing you shouldn't do, <clears throat> they tell you this. They tell you picture people naked. Don't do that. That just makes it worse. If there's one thing worse than 
giving a speech or a presentation in front of 100 people. It is giving a speech and a presentation in front of 100 naked people. Um, so don't do that. That's a lie. But <clears throat> I told her this. The way to combat that fear is do these two things. One, prepare. Rehearse, 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 rehearse. Do it in the mirror. Do it in front of friends. Do it with your mom on the phone, right? Rehearse, 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 rehearse. Two, be confident that you know your content. Right? Be confident. Like, if you know you're right, if you know you're right, in your content or whatever you're delivering, then there should be no fear because you feel obviously you're not gonna be the smartest person in the room. There's gonna be like professors in there, but you're smarter than the majority of people in the room. You are telling them, you are giving them information. Like you are in control. Now, if you didn't prepare, if you didn't rehearse it, right? You didn't know what, what topics you were gonna cover, what path you were gonna take. <clears throat> if you didn't really, if you weren't really sure of what you were presenting on, like maybe you didn't actually study it or learn it. Now you're going to be fearful and nervous because you're like, okay, someone's going to judge me. Someone's going to call me out. Someone's going to ask me a question. So, so fear comes from, again, confidence, lack of preparation. So we handle those two things. We can combat fear. Same thing in trading, right? Backtesting is going to build confidence, right? Backtesting is going to build a mastery of your strategy, right? If, for anyone that's backtested, by the time you've backtested your strategy, do you not know it inside and out? Like, I, I, I would, any, anyone that, that claims to backtest that doesn't know their strategy inside and out and every single detail out of it hasn't backtested. Because trust me, the amount of reps that you put in, like, even if you backtest once, Right. Most of us do it multiple times because we mess up or we have a new idea or it doesn't work. But even if you backtest once, you are going through thousands of scenarios. Like if you can't tell me you don't know exactly what you need and, and can see it after thousands of reps, then I, I, I you know, maybe you're using an automated backtesting thing, but I would question you. So by the time you're, you've done backtesting, you are a, you are a master of your strategy. So you're fully confident in it. Now, there is going to be that that, you know, the, the difference is. You know, the fake numbers, which are back testing, right? The historical numbers are going to be different than live numbers. The live element of dealing with something at stake is always going to be there. So even if you're a master of your content, right, and you're given this speech, you're still going to be a little bit nervous because you're like, I don't want to stumble over my words. I know the professor is grading you, grading me, right? That still is going to be present in the market. I know there's money at stake. Or what if this happens? What if that has the stuff that's out of your control? But experience will handle that. Right. Backtesting is the best starting place you can have to build confidence. And then experience will take over that confidence. So once you've done years and years in the market, now you have live numbers, you have live experiences, you have memories and the lessons to pull off of that takes that makes up for the backtesting. Um, the same concept. Orsi mentioned this earlier. I don't know if you want to write it in Orsi. So what what type of decision is that? Is that a decision that is based off the rules of our trading plan? Nope. It is an emotional fear-based decision. And it is one of those emotional decisions that causes traders to get stuck in the boomer buster phase instead of rising to the top 10% trade. And it is a, a version of self-sabotage. I am a expert in self-sabotage. I've self-sabotaged myself so many times and then never accepted it until I did. But yeah, it is fear. So your decision has nothing to do with technicals, has nothing to do with a trading plan. It has everything to do with this trade was going in my direction 
Everything was good when those green candles were being printed. Oh no, we got a rejection candle. I'm up, what, almost 200 pips. I don't want to give it back, so I should just take something. And we, we can't make those decisions. We can't make those decisions because then we're going to sabotage our trading. And all of a sudden, right, you start taking profit. All of a sudden, your average win goes from this to this. Your average risk, right, your average loss stays the same, of course, right? Because we never sabotage a loss. If we do sabotage a loss, we make it worse. And all of a sudden, you need to hit at a much higher win percentage in order to get a similar expected result. And the truth is that your win percentage isn't going to fluctuate too much. Like your win percentage per your strategy it usually is what it is. It's around, it, it, maybe it floats around the 5 or 10% range, but it is what it is. So to self-sabotage is what, is what kills us. So you, you can't do it. Now, can you have rules for active trade management? Yes, I think you should. Again, I, I talked about one of, the, one of the best ways to improve as a trader once you've already got something that works is to work on either how can I increase my average win and or how can I decrease my average loss. So I think having rules for active trade management, a, a rule to trail and reduce risk as price is going in your direction that is certainly not something very helpful as a trader, but it needs to be rules-based. So you can't just trail because you feel like trailing or tra trail because you're fearful. It needs to be a rules-based way for trailing. That way you're consistent in how you do it. And also that way, again, you don't sabotage yourself because what will happen is a lot of people will get scared. They'll trail too tight. And what happens when you trail too tight? You don't give the market enough room to breathe. And very rarely is the market going to go straight up to your profit target. It's going to ebb and flow and put you through pain. It's going to make you earn it. So consistency in that, a rules-based trade management, a rules-based trailing stop or move break even is going to be key. Now, if you're someone that is consistently shooting for big targets, and you just need the feeling of, of, of making something, perhaps consider doing a multiple target selection. And it doesn't have to be half and half, right? Maybe if you're trading like a four unit, right? Take a quarter off at target one just to make yourself feel happy. Put a little bit of money in your pocket and then take three fourths off at your main target. I read up on a trader years ago who did that, who would take um, a very small portion of his position off very early in the trade just because, just because it gave him peace of mind that there is no way he can lose everything. So his, his specific biggest fear was, I don't want to lose everything on this trade. So very shortly into the trade, he would take off like a tenth or a fifth or something, something really small. And once he did that, he found out that he was comfortable in the rest of the trade. Because again, his biggest fear wasn't losing, like just losing, it was losing at all. So knowing that he put at least got something back gave him enough confidence and made him comfortable enough to, to see out the rest of the trade. Weird. I, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes sense. It wouldn't that wouldn't help me. I'd, I'd still be a wreck, emotional wreck. <laughs> but um, it, 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 that's him knowing himself and it, it worked for him. So perhaps something like that will can help for you where it's like, hey, I am going to do this two two profit target thing. But instead of doing half and half, I'll take a quarter off. 
a quarter off. So I got at least I got something. Then you got to consider if stops should be moved to break even. That's a whole different story. But yeah, got to be uh, got to be rules based. Or she said much of the work of becoming or uh, sorry, George said much of the work of becoming a successful trader seems to be a shift in mindset. Ninety ninety five percent. The trading part's easy, man. In in comparison. In comparison, the trading part's not easy either, but the trading part is easy in, in, in terms of the mindset. I think it's it's really easy to to continue to tweak something until you and make adjustments until you find something that works. The the actual execution is is tough. So again, I I think of it like a like a, a sport because my life is, revolves around sports, right? I'm pretty like you you give me an open goal. You give me an open goal, decide a, a random soccer pitch, I'm, I'm, I'm scoring. Ten times out of ten, ah, nine times out of ten. The left foot's not too great. You, you give me an open goal in a, in a hundred thousand fan stadium with everyone cheering like a, like a PK. Oh man, I'm shanking it. Right. You give me, you give me foul shots. You give me foul shots in an open gym. I'll make, I'll make seven out of ten. I'll make seven out of ten. You give me foul shots at Game Seven of the NBA Finals with scream with the crazies and all the pressure on. It's tied up. <laughs> what? I'll probably make like three. I will probably airball. I'll 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 probably pee myself. Like the execution is so different in real life. But in 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 trading, instead of the 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 crazy fans, it's it's the money. It's the money. The money is what haunts us. It's the 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 loss of money on one on one shoulder, right? And then it's the the the, the greedy guy with the the gain of money on the other shoulder, right? The money is so it has such a great emotional pull on us. I mean, money in general, right? Think about I don't know how many guys have ever been down and out. I've been down and out before, right? Think about how much pressure you feel when you don't know if you can pay a bill. I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation, but think about how much pressure you feel when like you're not sure if you're going to be able to pay a bill where that that bill is due or that credit card person is demanding payment and you don't know if you can cover it like it is like it is it is a, a, a boulders on your shoulder. Think about how comfortable you feel again, if you guys have ever been in this position where you no longer have to worry about paying the bills. I mean, you have to pay them. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like you, you've got it. Maybe you, you pay them off in advance, first thing in the month. It's this freedom. You're, you're free to operate, right? You don't have to worry about, hey, I can, I can buy my kid ice cream and not have to worry about it. Like that freedom is, is amazing. Tra- trading is very, very similar. But as long as we're worrying about the money, that's like worrying about the bill. It has this big pull and it, it causes us to make irrational decisions. Decisions that we, we think we think are right because they, they give a short term pleasure, right? Making profit gives a short term pleasure, but we don't think about the long run. But we're actually sacrificing profit because we're not doing what we're supposed to do. But once you shift it to process over mind or a process over results or process over outcome, it makes life a lot easier because you look at a trade differently. You're no longer worried about. Winner, loser, money won, money lost. You're looking at execution of plan, execution of plan, execution of plan. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a difficult shift to make. Um, it helps being here, Evans, because you're surrounded by like-minded individuals who are all either trying to make that shift or have already made that shift. 
Um, but it, it's it's a hard it's a very hard shift to make to stop worrying about the money because we've been programmed in life to do what? Everything in life is worrying about the money, right? Go to school, get a good job so you can make money. Got to pay for this. It takes money. Netflix subscription takes money. Like every everything we do is about money. So it's very hard to change it and make something all of a sudden not about money. Like it's 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 crazy if you think about it. It's the same thing with, with instant gratification, right? We've been so programmed to become accustomed and used to instant gratification, right? Like my kids, right? Your guys' kids, they're never they're never gonna know the pain of like missing a show that comes on at a very specific time only once a week, and if you miss it, you may have to wait till the next season to watch it again. They're not gonna know the pain of that. Like I need to be in front of my TV at eight o'clock and not if if not, I gotta wait till the fall. Like everything's on demand. Oh, I want to watch the show. Boom, click it. Oh, I, I want to order these pair of sneakers. Okay, Amazon. Doop, doop. Two day delivery. Boom. It's hard to break that habit. So in trading, instant gratification is the same. Where it's like, okay, I can I can take profits right now if I click it a button. Profits. Boom. Did it. Felt good. Ah, drug, drug, drug. Right. But what we're doing is we're sacrificing the bigger picture, right? I give my marathon story, right? I ran two marathons. First one, I, I ran it pretty unsmart, right? First marathon, I went out like a like a madman, right? I was I was all hyped up, right? Hyped up. I had my hype music on. They had uh, the, they had a band playing the Rocky theme song at the beginning. I'm from Philly, so Rocky's our superhero. Um, so I'm all hyped up. There's thousands of people. I'm, I'm passing everyone. And it's the first couple miles, right? I my plan was I'm supposed to go out in like nine minute pace. I go out like the first like five miles and like 730 because I'm rolling. I'm all hyped up. I'm, I'm fueling off the souls I'm taking when I'm passing people left and right. And then you know what? At five miles, I get tired. And I realize I've got 21 miles left. And all those people I pass in the first five miles, they start walking me down over the next three hours. <laughs> They're playing, they're playing the long game. They're playing, I was playing the short game. Felt good at the time. It felt good until it felt really, really bad. And by the time it felt really, really bad, it was too late. They were playing the long game. They were, they were giving up a little bit of that short-term good feeling, that short-term drug, knowing that it would pay off big picture. It's very similar to investing. Right? If you're in a long-term investment, right? And I, I, I tell people all the time, like people, I, I got my friends who are, a lot of my friends are getting into investment because they like, they follow me on social media and I make it sound cool. So they do these investments like, yeah, Keel, I just bought, uh, I just bought Tesla or something like that. And it's like, oh man, it, it's, it's down 2% from where it was yesterday. Should I get out? Or it's up a percent from where it was yesterday. Should I get out? I'm like, dude, like you bought it yesterday. Like, why are you even watching it? Why are you even watching it? Like, why, why, watch it at the end of the year. Like, check it once a year, right? You're, you're a long-term investor, right? Check it at the end of the year. Like, you don't need to watch it, right? So, yeah. Similar, 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 similar. Um, real quick, uh, some other things that are coming in. Uh, that's my brain barrier in trading. Or she says, Evan, uh, have you thought that maybe your strategy goes against your personality? That That's important, too, for confidence. The, the more in line your strategy and not for everyone everyone's different some people are very mechanical again my, my trading mentor 
didn't care anything about personality. He was just strictly what makes money. And some people were programmed like that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, he was military, so they probably deprogrammed all personality out of him anyway, which makes sense. But yeah, the better something matches your personality, um, the more likely you are to trust it. Um, again, and I've got stories of trading strategies that I traded just because they were a printing press of money. Um, and I didn't necessarily agree with what they were with what I was doing, but I was following the plan. And each time it didn't work, I, I can feel myself get a little stressed. Like, why did I do that? It was stupid. I knew it was going to go long. This thing told me to go short, and I, I would I would lose trust in it. And it, it's 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 tough to it's tough to deal with something like that. It's like being in a relationship with someone where you guys disagree on like a core principle. Doesn't matter what that core principle is, but if you di- if you disagree on like a core principle in a relationship, it's going to be very hard because every time that core principle comes up, it's it's. It's going to bother you, right? Like I, one of my best friends, his wife, he, he's, uh, he's always getting married soon. His fiance, I guess. Um, they've been together for a long time. He's, he's a money guy, right? He's very good with money. He is great on budgeting. He is extremely disciplined. His wife or fiance knows nothing about money. She is reckless. She is spend it first, make it back later. So she's the type where it's like, I'm going to spend it and then I'll pick up more hours to make it back. He's the type where it's like, let's save it. Let's reduce debt. And then once we reduce debt, then we can take what was what was needed for that debt and put it into this account. And that could be saved for blah, 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 blah. And it bothers him every time where he'll come home and he'll be like, why is this money missing from this saving account? Oh, I need to buy this. I'll make it back next week. And he's like, he flips out. For me, that's a, you know, money, financial Stuff is a core principle. Like I, I, I would not be able to be with her. Like that would, it would, it would bother me. There, there, there's no excuse around it. And that relationship wouldn't work because it would, it would always be something that that haunts me inside. So yeah, personality matters. Um, Fizzy says having I have a scoring system for my post trade review, very important, so I can focus on how well I conducted myself during the trade, wins, losses, etc. Go into money manager spreadsheet, but it isn't my primary focus. Yeah, grading your trades, grading yourself, I should say, on your trades is key, because that's really the only way you're gonna you're gonna. Without, I mean, so imagine you didn't have this live room, Evans. No one would ever tell you that you were wrong. I guarantee you go on the internet and be like, hey guys, thinking I'm up like 150 pips. I'm thinking about taking profit. What should I do? Yeah, take it, right? I guarantee, if I did a poll question right now on Twitter, hey guys, I'm up 150 pips. Should I take profit? I guarantee 99% is going to come back yes. Not even knowing anything about the situation, right? Take profit. Take your money, right? I had a friend of mine, I got so many stories. A friend of mine yelled at me at a casino. When I played craps, I played craps. Um, I, I basically implemented the tier one trading money management position sizing strategy into my crap strategy and i was up a good amount of money and like my friend was yelling at me because like he's got you gotta leave you gotta leave the table i'm like no 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 it's like this is fine right so there's no one else that's going to hold us accountable aside from ourselves and your tier one trading members of course so you got to hold yourself accountable. You 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 have to be able to grade yourself. And and Fitzy, that was the thing that I did. Where I when when I finally accepted that I was the problem, that's exactly what I did. It, I, it was during my my winter period of kind of review and self evaluation and self reflection. 
and I, I had the great idea. I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back over all my trades for the year. And I, I did two things. I, I graded myself on the trade, but I also gra- I did the A-B test between like what I did and, and what it would have looked like if I didn't do what I did. And that was the biggest eye-opener for me because I realized, I realized how, how many times I broke my rules, one. But I also realized, I finally saw like how much it cost me. I think the combination of those two things were big. Where one, I'm like, man, I, 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 I knew I was breaking, like, you know, when you're breaking rules, right? We all know when we're doing something bad. I knew I, I didn't know I was doing it that much. I didn't know I was doing it that much. So I realized like, man, I, I am a habitual rule breaker. <laughs> like, this is bad. And then I saw the, 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 the monetary side of it. And I'm like, mother, right? I could have made this much. And that's that's when it hit me. When I, that's when I finally accepted that it was me. I also ran out of things to blame at the time. You know, I, I ran out. I had a list of people and things I can blame, and I, I ran out. In fact, I started signing up with new brokers just so I can blame them. <laughs> Anything to, to shift blame for myself. But yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. And 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 that evaluation doesn't have to be too difficult. Right, you can grade your you can grade yourself on all aspects of the trade. Right, you can trade grade yourself on the analysis, the execution, the active trade management. You can write down um, feelings. I like to write down feelings. That sounded weird. I like to write down feelings. Come on, what type of man are you, Akil? I like to, <laughs> I like to write down my feelings during the trade. As I executed pound yen, I felt a tingle in my heart. Something tugged on the cockles of my heart. Was it fear? Might have been. Was it greed? Potentially. Later in the trade, I found out it was fear. As stop hovered, as price hovered three pips around my stop loss, I found myself getting anxious. I said, no, Akil, you shouldn't exit this trade early. But I couldn't contain myself. I had to. I had to stop myself all out. It was the only way to avoid maximum loss. Three hours later, the trade reversed and went in my intended direction, giving me my would-be victory, but because I had exited out of the trade, I got nothing. Nothing but regrets. June 23rd. <laughs> it starts off like that, and then like later on, Dear Diary, I suck. <laughs> Please help. Awesome podcast. Love to end things with a little bit of humor. If you have any other tips that you personally use in your trading, feel free to let me know. I'm available on social media um, at Akil Stokes RTM over on Facebook, over on Twitter, over on Instagram, TikTok as well. But I don't, I'm not sure if you can message over there. Still new to the platform, but don't be afraid. Follow me on social media at Akil Stokes RTM. Hit me up if you have any questions. I do read. I do respond. I do love to interact.